This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. Today, I know it's kind of a a clickbait type of title, but that's on purpose. And I'm talking about the only tip you need when it comes to mountain bike skills and just learning things on and off the bike. Okay. Now, the reason for that is because truly, no matter what skill you're learning or working on right now, and no no matter what kind of train you're on, really, This is the one tip that you need to improve upon and to make you a better rider. And and I mean, dare I say, maybe even a little bit of a better human. But let's pause for a second before I dive in. And I want to have you reflect on what you think the tip is that I'm going to share with you all. You know, do you think it's do you think it's track standing? Everyone thinks track standing is like so monumental. And it is. It's definitely a baseline skill. Um, what about, uh, I don't know, having the perfect pedal stroke or body position, working on, you know, your bike body separation. What, what if I said that this skill can be applied to every moment you spend on the bike? All right. All right. All right. Drum roll, please. If you're ready. The tip is to look ahead, look where you want to go, not right at your front wheel, right? Because I think, you know, if you're anything like me anyways, you're probably very guilty of that. And of course, you're doing that at the most inopportune time. Now, this is a tip that can be applied to life both on and off the trail, of course. You know how I like to make that correlation with everything practically. But what I like to share with folks, especially when I'm coaching them in person uh, or online, really, when it comes to this particular mountain biking skill or tip is to think about your eyeballs being like ping pongs. You want to ping pong your eyesight between now and next. And what we consider now is basically like one to three feet in front of your front wheel. All right, maybe, you know, plus or minus a foot. This isn't exact, folks, okay? So don't, don't you know, throw me to the wolves here if I'm like a foot off of this, all right? Uh, the other thing, you know, that's now is, you know, about one to three feet in front of your front wheel. Then there's the next, which is several feet further ahead. We're talking like maybe even upwards of like 20 or plus feet ahead. All right. Basically you want to, you want to look more or less about one to three seconds ahead of your wheel. So where you're going to be about in about like one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000 between those one to three seconds. And then about, you know, five to 10 seconds ahead. So you can plan for what's in store. And again, that's not an exact science, but the goal here is to get you thinking about looking at now versus next. And when I say now, I don't mean looking at your front wheel directly or what is exactly right in front of your front wheel. Now, we're talking again, at least, at least a foot or two, if not more right in front of your wheel. All right. On up to usually about like sometimes six feet. Uh, it just depends on the terrain, especially. And and this literally applies to everything, all right? Go, if you're going through a corner, great. Look through it. Don't don't look down, don't, especially if you're going through a switchback. Definitely look through 
look through the switchbacks to where you want to go. Don't look down. Don't look where you don't want to go. And definitely don't look off the edge. I'm sorry about this. I'm getting really excited. And I'm using my hands while I talk. I'm hitting my microphone, <laughs> my microphone cover. Now, with switchbacks, this, this is especially important because actually I just explored a new trail here in Colorado. On our front range, it's at Lair of the Bear. If you're a local and you've been to Rutabaga Ride, uh, it is an amazing trail. Shout out to Comba, Colorado Mountain Biking Association, for putting this trail together and, and making it happen. It is a directional, mostly downhill, not 100% downhill, uh, but it is a directional bike-only trail, and it helps us cyclists actually circumvent where a lot of hikers usually are coming up on the trail. So as we're descending, we're avoiding that. So it's fantastic. But anyways, long story short, basically, if you come out to Colorado and Denver area, you need to ride this trail. Um, but it has a lot of uh, switchbacks and they're beautiful switchbacks. They have amazing berms, some of the best berms I've seen cut into a trail. So high fives to the builders. But you know, in some of the sections, it it is a steep trail. Now, when you're in a steep switchback, chances are you're probably looking over the edge because that is where you don't want to go. And that's this is a perfect example. You know, while I was riding down it, the the dirt was moist because we were getting some active rain at the time, and I had just seen a fresh set of tracks, like literally going right through the <laughs> the switchback and off of the switchback. So hopefully that person is okay. Uh, I didn't see anyone crash below. But, uh, you know, it's, that was a perfect example of like, Hey, you know, someone definitely wasn't looking where they wanted to go, or maybe they came in too hot, or maybe it was a combination of a few things, of course, which it usually is. It's not usually one thing, but it can usually be one thing that's impacting it the most. Right. But big thing with corners and switchbacks, please, please look through it. Look where you want to go. Look ahead. Look at next. All right. So while you're at the apex of the corner, great. Look ahead where you want to go. All right. Maybe, uh, you know, this even applies to descending some rocky, rocky terrain. Look ahead and not at your front wheel. That is probably the most common time I see folks when I am coaching them on the bike is where they're looking when they're on technical terrain and technical feature. They're looking right at their front wheel, unfortunately, because they, they're looking at now. They're looking at where, where their anxiety is kind of taking them. If they were to look at next, they would most likely realize that their bike is going to carry them over that terrain because their brain's already done the work. Their brain's already scanned the trail. The brain already is kind of deducing what to do. So you just kind of have to let it ride at some point. All right. But the point here and the point of this episode is to look ahead to where you want to go and keep bouncing your eyesight from a few feet in front of your wheel to further down the trail so you can see what's ahead so you can therefore plan for it. All right. Now, of course, I mean, we can't plan for every single thing, but we can plan for majority of things that we're going to encounter on the trail. The only time we really can't plan for anything is if it is a blind corner, if it is a jump that maybe you haven't looked at below, which I wouldn't recommend anyways, just from a safety perspective. Uh, if it's a blind jump, things like that, you know, it can be a little bit more on the dangerous side. So I don't really recommend things like that. But this is the importance of looking where you want to go. And in those types of cases where you are doing jumps or drops or things like that, hey, looking ahead, stopping getting off your bike, looking ahead, I think that totally counts as looking ahead. 
and looking at what's next and prepping your mind and your body and your soul and all of that stuff and your stomach for what's ahead. All right. And again, you know, this, this looking ahead, it, it can allow you to, to plan ahead for what you need. You know, maybe if you need to downshift or maybe you need to shift up for, for the train or the obstacles that are coming ahead, or, you know, maybe this little time of planning ahead and looking ahead also allows you to get into the body position that you'll need right when you need it, which is really good because then you're, you're just more prepared going into it. All right. So what I want for you to do is the next few times that you get out on your bike on the trail, practice this skill, practice looking ahead and see what a difference this one single tip makes for you as you bike some more. All right. And keep doing it. I mean, this is something you should naturally progress to doing on the bike every time you bike. Now, I usually recommend, you know, keeping your eyes scanning the trail as you ride, no matter what, you know, whether you're doing downhill park, you're doing just a regular pump track, whatever it is, right? Even if you're just doing a regular cross country trail, it doesn't really matter the style of a trail. You want to be able to constantly scan as you go, right? Now, I will say there is a little bit of caveat here that some folks, they try this and what what ends up happening is they're looking ahead, but they're cranking their head up and they're really, you know, just jerking their chin up, right? And what happens is when you're jerking your chin up, especially if you have a full face helmet or a heavier helmet, you're putting a little bit extra strain on your neck. And that's unfortunate. And this is especially unfortunate if you do tend to be at a computer all day, or if you do have a tendency to look down a lot. Um, I know some folks who work in medicine and healthcare rather that I work with experience this. They can experience a little bit more of a neck strain just because they're looking down. They're, they're in surgery a lot. They're prepping patients, things like that, right? Uh, even folks who are in the kitchen and they're prepping a lot and they do that for a living. They're in the service industry. Hey, they're looking down a lot and that creates a little bit more of a strain on the neck muscles, all right? Because they're in that, that position for an extended period of time. Well, imagine being on your bike with a heavier helmet. So your head, which is usually about 16 pounds at least anyways, is now a little bit heavier because you have a helmet on and then you're going at high velocity, high speed down a trail and you're wanting to look and you're wanting to look up. Now, this friends is actually what road cyclists and, and gra- some gravel cyclists, especially if they come from road, but this is what a lot of road cyclists have mastered. And that's the art of being in this great neutral neck position. So they're in a more of a neutral neck position. Their neck is, is going to, of course, always have that natural curve. We never want to take away the natural curve that's in your neck, but it is a little bit less strained when they're on a road cycle, when they're on a road bike, right? So they're in that nice, beautiful tuck position. Maybe they're even in their drops. If, if you know anything about the curly, can, curly candy, oh, I can't even talk, curly hand, handlebars, <laughs> fourth time's charm. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter where their hands are, whether it's on the top, the hoods, the drops, doesn't matter. The thing that they do is they'll bend their elbows. Well, if they're, if they have good form, they'll bend their elbows, have nice soft elbows, not stiff elbows while they're on the bike. And then they're looking ahead, but they have their chin slightly tucked towards their chest, but then their eyes are scanning ahead. So their eyes are looking up. Their head is not looking up. Head is looking down. It's kind of staying a little bit more in line with the angle of their torso. 
Okay, so you want your head to be at that same angle as as you're kind of at when you're standing or while you're standing. If you if you are are in a good posture, all right. Let me let me put that caveat out there. If you're if you're in good posture while you're standing, great. You have a little bit more of a neutral neck. You know, your chin slightly tucked, and your neck alignment is matching your 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 upper body, right? Try to mimic that on the bike. Now, of course, when you're mountain biking, there is going to be a need to elevate your chin just a little bit, probably, especially compared to our road cyclist friends, because just it's the nature of the sport, unfortunately. But I want you to try, at least try to neutral, neutralize your neck, you know, keep that nice and neutral, and then just look up with your eyes. All right. There's a reason if you look at a lot of pro cyclists, especially pro enduro or downhill cyclists, they are in this position because they know the magic of keeping their head nice and neutral and having that that wonderful stance in their arms where their arms are nice and spread out, knees are spread out, they're nice and stable on the bike, and they're looking up with their eyes because they're wearing those big goggles. I mean, there's a reason that mountain biking glasses and sunglasses rather have gotten bigger over the years It's because of the importance of, of course, sun protection for our eyes and ventilation and things like that, dust protection. But also just because then we have more of a, a playing field for our eyes to look up, all right, as we're trying to stay neutral. So if you do have some difficulty with this position or with now and next scanning and you're starting to notice your neck's hurting a little bit because you are trying to look ahead more, great. Then you might be cranking your neck a little too much. So instead, try to keep your neck fairly neutral and look up with your eyes instead of tilting your head or chin up, okay? So move those eyes instead of moving your head dramatically and see how that feels instead, friend, all right? So the key takeaway here is look ahead to plan ahead, all right? The more you can look ahead, the more you're able to plan ahead for what you need with the trail that's coming at you in the next few feet, all right? Well, that's it for you, fam. Uh, Registration for the next cycle of the Rider to Racer program with Venture Birds ends soon. It's ending in a few days after this episode drops. So check the link in the show notes to learn more and sign up for this amazing honestly like life-changing program and you even get some strength conditioning by yours truly it does include nutrition coaching by our registered dietitian in the group uh yuri which she's fantastic if you ever have worked with her she's awesome as well as a professional one-on-one coaching on the bike in snowmass here in colorado with a couple of our top coaches one of them is a former pro enduro racer and galleon all right which, speaking of which, and if you're listening, I need to have you on the damn episode. I just, we, our paths just keep not crossing. So, you know, <clears throat> friends, don't be surprised if I can get Anne on here in the next few few months or so. But again, check the link in the show notes. I also have Shred Strong going on and we're going strong. I've got some athletes who have raced recently or have not even raced and say that they're just feeling awesome. And that just makes me so happy for them. Uh, but it's because, not because it's necessarily my programming, sure that's a part of it, but it's because they keep showing up. So today, friend, I want you to show up for yourself and I want you to look ahead to plan ahead. I will catch you next week. I hope you have a beautiful day.